everybody. Welcome to episode 11 of My Teen Angst Has a Podcast. As always, I'm one of your hosts, Kyle. And I'm your other host, Jamie. Thank you so much, everyone, for joining in again. We are back at it with a brand new episode looking at the ongoing series of Radio Free Roscoe. And we are we are working our way through these episodes. We are on season three of the show. Um, if you haven't listened to this ep- uh, this podcast before, you should know that all of the previous episodes of this podcast have been dedicated to Radio Free Roscoe already. And our plan is to talk about every episode in the show. And after we're done Radio Free Roscoe, we're going to move on to another you know, teen drama show from our childhood or early 2000s, late 90s, something like that. Um, but anyhow, Jamie, how you doing? How you been? What, what's going on? Oh, so much going on. This is the busiest my, my pandemic life has been thus far, but it's great. It's all good. Well, I'm happy to hear that. Um, Thank you. Last week, I uh, opened the show with a fun fact um, about myself that I was really into Lisa Loeb. <laughs> do you have any uh, anything to uh, add to that at this point? Yeah, I do. All right. So I commented that Lisa Loeb was recently on a show that I watched, and I couldn't quite pinpoint what show it was, but longtime listener and sister of me long time sister sister commented uh on our uh on our latest uh podcast with lisa loeb was on fuller house the most recent season and the most recent and the final season of fuller house and then and then she kind of shamed me for it for not remembering so thank you stacy thank you you're you're you got our backs here we uh we appreciate you and your patronage to the show um Also, do you donate to the fund? (laughs) Yeah, donate. (laughs) She'd be our only Patreon supporter. That's it. Yeah, Um, that's it. (laughs) Do you fuck with Fuller House? (laughs) Do you like? I like. I watched all of it. Okay, listen, man. I grew up with Full House. Like, I yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, Channel Thirty Three. Of course, every day after school. Yeah. Yes, exactly. So, uh, yeah. Um, so yeah, like I, I grew grew up with the reruns, I guess, and like so, Stacy and I were really into it. So then, when Fuller House came out. We were all in and honestly like it was cute like i some people really hated it but like i thought it was exactly the amount of cheesy that i that i needed to That's i don't good. know that I'm, it, I'm it, not... was, it was a good cap off i don't know i i enjoyed it i yeah i i admittedly i think i watched the first two episodes and just kind of get into it but i it's one of those things i appreciate it exists you know like I think... it kind of it kind of grew like it because they did have a few seasons and it kind of like like it was a little it was che- like cheesy a little, a little rough to begin with but like once you kind of like realize that that was like that was the steps they were like that's the direction they were trying to go it was great and i mean, I, I cried in multiple episodes what? okay well oh yeah go. that's a that's a seal of a not that it takes a lot for me to cry in an episode uh, but i did right, right. i um, sure did i mean any show that has carly ray doing the theme song i'm gonna i'm gonna at least show right. some love to shadow carly ray right canadian icon um <laughs> i have another thing i could mention right now on the show but i'm just not even going to get into that right now. It's a terrible question. So, okay. Kyle. Well, okay. So the other thing that <laughs> I was trying to think of things that happened to me this week with very little context that I could mm-hmm. bring to you. Um, did mm-hmm. you ever get into perler beads? Um, I personally didn't. I had a few, like, those are the ones where you iron them, right? Correct. Yes. Okay. Yeah. I had a few um, little thing, like little designs um, gifted to me. In my, oh in my right! Day. Like someone had made them and then gave it to you. Yeah. Like a, okay. Yeah. You know, yeah. I've. I won't go into full detail, but this week I've um I've worked with Perler beads extensively, and it's uh mm. it's been some fun. Um, shout out Perler beads. Apparently, that's like an actual brand called Perler. It's the Kleenex <laughs> of iron-on beads, I guess. Iron All right. Beads, so, 
Uh, shout out Carly Ray. Shout out Pearly Beads. Anyways, uh, <laughs> should we should we just get into these episodes? What do you think? Let's do it, man. Let's dive in. Okay, so as I mentioned on the top of the show here, we are in season three of Radio Free Roscoe. Uh, we're on episode seven right now, so let's get right into it. This episode is called Bridget Over Troubled Water. Of course, episode seven from season three premiered October 1st, 2004. So we are during this run of episodes. We are officially 16 years after the wow. airing date of these episodes. So that I hate I hate that. I know if we don't already feel <laughs> I know we're not that old. I need to like also make that apparent. But at the same time, we're definitely not we're not really youngins anymore so this is like the thought that i like it's one of those weird like mental things where like the fact that i remember vividly watching this show 16 years ago like the fact that i remember things from 16 years ago in my life because you remember you know how like you kind of for a long time you were like this happened when i was a kid but like i don't really like specifically remember details and then all of a sudden you hit the age you hit like I don't know, you hit like 20 years old and you realize that like you vividly remember 10 years ago and you're like, oh, oh my totally. God. It, that shit. I mean, the fact that br- this episode has, is having its super sweet 16 right now is is just a little too much for me to fully process right now. But no, I'm, I'm with you. So this episode synopsis goes a little bit like this. The new girl in school is from Travis's mysterious past, which leaves Ray looking for answers. Meanwhile, Lily and Robbie are concerned that their friendship isn't quite what it used to be. Um, so right off the bat, we kind of got a doozy of, uh, of, a. Ooh, there's a lot going on here. Series of episodes to cover here. There is a lot going on here. Um, okay. So right off the bat, we, we have Travis and Ray talking about, you know, how essentially obsessed they are with Lily Randall to the point where Travis thinks about her every second of the day. Um, wow. I mean, and Ray says he thinks about her every millisecond of the day or something like that. Which is very uh, classic Ray, uh, but honestly, at this point, like not, and it becomes a worse look. But it's not a very good look for Travis. I think Travis just like is kind of having some. Uh, <laughs> I don't really know. Like his his obsession with Lily, it gets more intense and like uh, reserved every episode. He kind of like he kind of flip flops, and he will absolutely <laughs> flip flop throughout this. He will. I scene. I made that comment. I I made that comment a few times throughout. The, watching the next few episodes where it's like what he says does not reflect what he does what it's, it's like feeling, it's, I guess. it's all it's like all talk for ray he just wants to beat ray yeah that's that's exactly it and um i think for like entertainment's sake that actually kind of mm-hmm. works for the show um mm-hmm. but you know being uh us 20 somethings uh dissecting this teen show uh it's a bit problematic at times <laughs> yeah absolutely but anyhow kind of in the midst of them speaking about their yeah current obsession and ongoing obsession with lily randall aka shitty lane uh we get introduced to bridget who i actually like i kind of forgot about bridget if i'm being honest but i think in my mind something about for for some reason like i remember bridget but i also i almost think i like interchanged her with audrey yeah but like i know they're different characters and i know they they have very different like like backgrounds oh totally but i I think like like it i don't know what it was there's just like i do remember this character but like (laughs) i guess we'll see as we go further but like she just seems like a very like convenient character you know i would i would have to agree so 
Bridget essentially, like the synopsis said, is a mis- a girl from Travis's mysterious past uh, who just happened to also live in Kate. Hong Kong, and Kate, her mom where? just happened to get a job so at they, Roscoe. Or listen, in Roscoe. so they, they went to school together at this fancy school in Hong Kong, and uh, yeah, Travis, Travis's dad... Or I guess he mentioned that later. I don't know. I guess Travis was in Hong Kong because of his dad. That's a little thing that we learn, I guess. Yeah, it's his, that's we learned it. it's that, his yeah. whatever. Um, and then, so Bridget's mom is in, I mean, uh, this is supposed to take, I think. well, this is supposed to take place in New Jersey. So, like, right. she's there designing something. An airport, I think and, she said. Yes, an airport. Yes. And uh, Bridget's like, hey, can I come along? Because conveniently, my best friend who moved away last year also lives in new jersey now can i come and she's and her mom's like well as long as you attend a few classes while you're there so she just shows up at roscoe high and is like what up y'all i'm taking a couple classes i hope that's chill i don't i do not understand what just happened i mean uh, the story here is, is a little suspect to me i think you uh you described it pretty well earlier uh, calling it convenient i think that is uh, yeah kind of the best way to to make just, sense like, of that it's fine for her to come and like visit because she she mentions like yeah well school's on a break anyway so i guess it's break school break time in hong kong but like it could be i mean i don't know i i guess uh, they're getting I'm, away I'm not with gonna, it i'm not gonna yeah i'm not gonna i'm not gonna uh like fact check there but like <laughs> no one is she, <laughs> so, but she's like i don't know i guess it's, it's it's very convenient because like this character like means a lot less if they're not um at roscoe right. high right like she's like not if permanent. she just shows up well but like if she just shows up at mickey's and is like hey i'm visiting for however long i don't know i guess it just has less effect because she's not like witnessing travis in day-to-day life as much yeah i see what you're saying yeah and just knowing that she'll be gone by the end of the week it's like how much of an impact is she really gonna have <laughs> on the show uh, yeah. That being said, I actually really like Bridget. I think Bridget's pretty sick. Um, yeah, I agree. She, she having not remembered a ton about her, I like her. I do too, and I'll, I will get into a little bit later. Um, but I will mention that Bridget is played by Lara Amercy. I'm probably definitely butchering that name. And she, she's like still a working actress, Canadian actress. Um, she's been in a couple episodes of Life with Derek, of course. <laughs> and, of course and she was also in this one show that i vaguely remember um it was like just on the cusp of like after our time uh monster warriors like this live action thing with superhero like teen sounds fighting like a, monsters sounds like a power rangers ripoff it's, if you ask it, me from what i briefly looked at yeah definitely <clears throat> uh would i'd classify it as uh power rangers-esque not even quite Beetleborgs, even lower. Um, but anyway, anyway, shout out Beetleborgs. <laughs> but uh, anyway, I do really like Bridget. I think she's a... We'll explain kind of as we go on, but I think she's a good like a good foil to Travis yeah. in a way. Even though she's yeah. similar to him, she we get kind of like a little bit more info about Travis thanks to her. But um, anyway, should we maybe kind of get this B-plot rolling? <laughs> This kind of like unfortunate B plot. This really unnecessary B plot. Please let's just let's just yeah let's yeah. just get it out of the way. So Lily and Robbie, yeah, they're I guess they're finding several reasons as to why like 
you know, their friendship might be growing apart, which in reality, just because they're like well, growing up a bit. They're just getting old. <laughs> it's, it's literally just like interests that they had when they were younger. They don't share anymore. Like one might still be into it and the other is not. And like, that's very natural. We all went through this in high school. I remember having this exact conversation with like my best friend being like, why won't you just listen to shitty emo music with me anymore? And just like, we just make fun of things. Like, why aren't you? Why? And she's like, well, said the whale like is like other a cool music bag. now. <laughs> and I'm like, no, you can't. They're like, hey, Ocean. They're like, so cool. How I don't we... <laughs> Anyway. You no, can't. Um, you know, fuck said the whale. I don't care what anyone says. Yeah. <laughs> said the fail. Said the fail. Exactly. Um, anyhow. Uh, yeah, you're right. This like in a in a sense is very relatable, but I do kind of like the uh, the I guess the meaning or the life lesson that they're trying to teach with this. Awesome. I I think it's yeah. wholesome. I think they yeah. they uh you know they get that across pretty well in this episode. The one yeah. example that kind of sets things off is that Robbie is still into this like comic duo called Fast and Dirty. Who I don't know. Are they kind of like a Cheech and Chong or like a Tenacious D or something like that? Like I don't, wasn't yeah. totally sure what they were trying to. I don't know. Do these mimic? people exist in real life? It's Do a, these? That is a really really good question because I didn't think so. I thought it was supposed to be kind of like a parody or a reference mm-hmm. to something. But in the credits for the episode, it says Fast and Dirty is p- appearing as themselves. So I was like, hold on. And then, yeah. honestly, I, I did some internet scouring, and I could find nothing about these folks. Interesting. Okay. So... Because I, I just... I don't know. See, I didn't, I didn't see, like, watch them thinking it was, like, a parody. I was like, no, nah, this is real shit. This is, like... This is, this is a continuation of RFR trying to, like, be... Like, keep things relevant. Where, like, the yeah. last episode they had, like, there was, like... Like, the Pettit Project and, like, like real... They're, they're bringing real life... Right. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. ...things into the show. I think I think it was a very very mild attempt at that because like the best I can make sense of this is that they were an actual group but they probably yeah. like played around Toronto you know and like there's very little yeah. like evidence uh at least that I For could their- find however anyone listening out there if you guys know anything about Fast and Dirty I would love to hear because I'm very curious but For yeah. the record yeah. they uh like the the whole the whole situation here is that they're playing at Mickey's Right. And so, so Robbie's like, we gotta go. We always, we always see them together. And Lily's like, I actually don't want to. Well, at first she's like, yeah, for sure. And then like, it comes out later that she's not interested, but just, I, I don't want to talk about the B plot very much. So we're just, that's I'm just honestly, gonna round it out. that's honestly they, pretty fair. They, they, they talk about, they go through a few different settings of Lily and Robbie trying to figure out if they're even friends because they have less in common than they used to. And it's just really awkward and funny. Um, but in the end, Lily Lily tells Robbie that she will she just wants him to be happy and she likes to see him happy. So she will go to this dumb show with him. So they go to Mickey's. Adorable. Adorable. It is honestly like they are wholesome as hell. They go to Mickey's and this like duo is playing and it was horrible. It was really not good. No, it wasn't great at all. But that, I guess that was kind of the point, maybe. Like, it was just kind of I think of like, it was 100% the point. But I just, like, watching it, I was just like, uh-huh. Okay, see, yeah, I get it, Lily. The funny thing about that is, like, I that's actually, that seems like a, a Kyle and Jamie situation, if there ever was one, to be honest. Oh, my God. I, like, the whole time, I was just like, God, we really are Lily and Robbie, aren't we? <laughs> like, there is no doubt in hell that I'd be like, oh, man, like, let's just go see the millionaires. 
Yeah, I'd be, I'd be so. I'm. Yes, I. We have different interests, but like, I am all for nostalgic. Fair. Okay. Okay, that's fair. But you know what I'm my, saying. Maybe that wasn't a great my, example, but. Yeah, there's, there's. Uh, I mean, there's shout out millionaires. Oh, shout out millionaires. But anyways, it. Kyle, I'd, I'd go see some shitty old act from local Saskatoon bands. Yeah. Just to make you happy. We've, um, we've had to settle for like my couple romance cover bands so i mean hey we'll take what we it can was get. so good stop it they did so good that I'm, not was saying it, like, I'm not saying it was bad but i'm just saying like we'll take what we can get you know like okay I, okay fair enough fair enough yeah anyways um, that's anyway. the that's the b plot we yeah. don't need to go into it much further they just they they in the end they it's realize a happy that ending friend, for their, their friendship, friendship means yeah. more than than the interest they no longer have which is, which is All good right. because it's a good example of like teenagers um uh like mm, showing shit out of you <laughs> yeah yeah scary loving shit of you but also uh you know maturing like i think that's a pretty evolving uh, that's a pretty good example of like understanding mature concepts without like yeah. having to be faced in that situation before specifically totally. with robbie i guess because all of the one like robbie kind of tries to like get back at lily in a way and it just kind of it's a little awkward yeah anyway but you could tell that lily is clearly a bit more mature in the situation however that's not always the case in, and we'll talk about well, that <laughs> it's not always the case but I'll, yeah no never mind it's fine we'll that's, get into it let's get back to the a plot back that, to that, a plot that's the juice really that's happening here right now travis and bridget so travis so, is being really yeah, mysterious like he's being like don't get me wrong he's always mysterious that's kind of his thing but he's but, like, literally he won't get into it he won't like like he has never mentioned Bridget. They've been now, they they mentioned that like he's now been gone from Hong Kong for, for 10 months. So like, I'm assuming he came to, uh, oh. to New Jersey at the beginning of summer. I have thoughts on this. I really need to, uh, <laughs> I really need to talk right. about this. D- dive in. Okay. So let's delve. when he says that, I don't know if it's in this episode that he says 10 months. It might be another episode. I'm honestly, it might be not. the next episode. Yeah. But whatever. Just get it out of the way right now. Okay. So yes. Bridget says that he's been gone for 10 months since Hong Kong. And then there's a moment later in the last episode where you kind of see, or the second episode, sorry, where you see where he's all, where he's been since then. So this kind of confirms that Travis has only been away from Hong Kong for 10 months and he's done all this worldly traveling in a year. He's just traveled for a year. Hey, is point. that what that meant? I'm not going to lie. I know what you're talking about. I was kind of falling asleep when I was watching that episode. <laughs> so I kind of, I may have missed We've, important I've been there. Points. It's okay. Okay, I'll, um, I'll, I'll just get there now. I don't mean to well, like crisscross too much, but basically he has postcards of every place that he's visited since he's left. And is that what that was? I thought he just like had postcards. <laughs> no, it's all the places he's visited. But that means that he's like, because the whole show has built him as this like mysterious guy who's traveled the world, but he's literally only been to probably like, I don't know, maybe like 10 or 15 countries that were close to each other over the course of like the summer. <laughs> well, exactly. I was going to say it was over the summer, right? Okay. So I don't know. It it, it does kind of paint Travis as this like, um, what's Phony. The, not a phony, but he's just a bit more, he's a bit more talk in a way, you oh, know? Yeah. And which what I, I we, which we always kind of suspected, but it just puts yeah. a bit more like proof in the pudding for that, which is too bad because like Travis and Ray and Lily, unfortunately, have not really held up in my books as much, whereas Robbie has excelled mm-hmm. over time. Yeah. Oh my God. I agree. Like I'm like, I'm watching it. And like the thing is, I think Ray has sat very close. He's kind of I don't know Ray has Ray is what I what I remember and what I he's in the middle I a guess little, a little worse but also sometimes a little better yeah I, yeah, I would Lily, agree Lily 
Lily has dropped a little bit, but like I think I kind of depending on when I watched it, like when I watched like reruns when I was like in my teens, I kind of remember being like, oh, Lily's not like the she's she's not what I remember, right? Well, so I kind of knew going into it. I mean, Whereas, it's always like, tough when there's like a when there's a man writing a teenage girl's lines, right? Like, I mean, let's it's, <laughs> let's, let's I'll get into that in the third episode. Thank okay, you very much. Right. Um, but um, and like Travis, who who is in my heart, in my soul, has the chosen substan- substantially dropped. But like, I can't, I still can't get over yeah. it because every time he like makes that stupid face and he like he's got that like look. I wish, I wish through podcast form you could uh, you could like know what i'm talking about but it's like he makes that like like that little like weird like kind of and i'm just like i don't know what it is but i'm still just like travis i love you it's i also (laughs) need to i love you i need to make this audible for the listeners that every time travis does something questionable and we have to talk about it on the show jamie is always like a little uncomfortable like yeah (laughs) i can like visualize it on you that you're like you don't quite want to talk about it because you know that like but I also no because I will not defend shitty boys. Well, there Fuck you go. that noise. That's so I, I I am I am very. That's the thing. That's the con- that's the battle here, right? Is that like there's there's deep hearted love I have for this character, mostly because he was one of my first TV crushes. Minus the Blue Power the, Ranger. Minus the Blue Power Ranger. Let's not let's be specific here. Billy, love you, but I'm talking about Justin, the Turbo Power Ranger, Correct. who was like 12 years Correct. old as a Power Ranger. That meant a lot to me as a kid. We gotta get Anyways, him on the show. We gotta contact that guy. Ugh, don't even get me started. <laughs> Anyways, so my my internal struggle with Travis as I've watched this show has been a lot worse than I expected it to be. So that's okay. It's okay. It's okay. I'll it get through. It. It's fine. I I I recognize it. I'm working through it. That's I, that's that's all we can ask. That is all we can ask. Um, <laughs> as I was saying, he was he is being very mysterious with the group to the point where he's literally just ignoring everyone for a day and talking with Bridget <laughs> a, away from them, like just not even giving them like any info. Like, oh, this is my friend, or like literally not saying a word yeah. until they Which get to RFR. Bridget, poor Bridget's like like Ray, classic Ray comes and is trying to like stir shit up. But Ray is like asking, he's like, yeah, we've never heard anything. We've never even heard of you. He's never mentioned you. And poor Bridget's like, he's never, he's never mentioned oh you. Not even, not even yeah. one. And Ray's like, oh, maybe, maybe he did. I just don't listen to him because I suck. And yeah, it's like, poor that's... girl. She's just like, like, oh, I feel for her. That's like. And you know, Ray didn't done, mean it like that. Through. He didn't totally. mean it like that. But at the same time, no. it's like, damn, just, just keep it Come to yourself, on, buddy. buddy. Yeah. yeah, I don't know. They're... So, anyways, you, you feel for this poor girl because she clearly, like, her and Cla- Travis were clearly, like, very, like, they were, they had a, a very close friendship. Well, friendship that they're very, they very particularly are trying to tell everyone that it was just a friendship. But the way she, like, rubs his arm when they're sitting at the table oh, in the cast. It's, it's a little I was more like, than friendly. They, it's a little more than friendly. Yeah. <laughs> Which, I mean, whatever. But it's just, like, his best, his three and only best friends are just, like, confused. They're like, yeah. who is this person? Like, it's whatever. Oh, I, we didn't, just wanna... I didn't mention the my, my former you guys. I didn't mention I guess. her. <laughs> I don't know. And it's to the point where they literally like play this pretty funny game on RFR where they're just trying to like <laughs> name things that we they know about them and they apparently know nothing about them. However, I think it's funny. I wish up. I would I was gonna write down the answers because I wrote down a couple of them. We didn't hear the questions, but you can assume what the question was based on the answer. Well, it's fucked that Travis's favorite color is plaid. Plaid is not a color. Like that's <laughs> 
stupid. Get out that of was here. so dumb. What favorite a, ice cream? A, favorite ice cream? Uh, green tea? Honestly, fair. Green honestly tea ice cream is delicious. Would I say it's like my favorite? No. It's up there for me, but it wouldn't come to mind. Do you know what I mean? Like No, exactly. I wouldn't be like, I guess try the green tea. Do you remember the green tea ice cream from the samurai? Oh, just, don't even. Yeah. Mm-hmm. R.I.P. Samurai. Yeah, R.I.P. Samurai. That's a Saskatoon uh, specific uh, <laughs> shout out. The one thing I will say, I don't know if this came up in an episode before, but I think it might have. I'm honestly not positive, but Travis talks about how his favorite superhero character is the Silver Surfer. And I don't it, think it's come up before. It, I don't. I feel like it has to again because I'm pretty sure he like says it as a line. Because otherwise, oh. the only way you could like know is if you just guess like what's like because like you were saying you can't hear the questions they're asking, but he like holds up Silver Surfer, so you yeah. imagine like that's a favorite yeah. uh, comic book character. Anyway, yeah. The reason I bring that up is because like that's how I found out about the Silver Surfer, and that has always been my favorite really? comic book character ever since. And I totally forgot that it was because of RFR. Ugh, and this is around the time wow. that, that like the shitty Fantastic Four and the Rise of the Silver Surfer movie came out. Well, I won't say shitty because it's actually like so bad it's good. But anyway, yep. shout out just that's, techni- that's technically the 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 best Fantastic Four. Uh, <laughs> technically correct. Technically I, the, the 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 best uh, version there is. <laughs> I never I never did see that uh, Fan Four stick or whatever, but apparently it's just pretty bad. Anyway, yeah. So the gang apparently knows nothing about Travis, which is not shocking to them but i guess disheartening they just like want to know his, their friend <laughs> his whole thing is like is is um his, his whole spiel is like it's you you to live you must live in the now and not Ugh. and like you do you can't like literally can't think about the past or the future you must live in the now yeah yeah so he, he doesn't talk about his past because it's, it's it's in the past he doesn't it doesn't matter anymore they do like, a- all right buddy yeah that's your goddamn soapbox it's calm down and they do finally get some info out of him or i guess kind of with bridget when they're at mickey's because bridget is mm-hmm. cacaing around him which i have totally done that caca thing right like, i must have oh, got i must have got that from rfr as well like it's it's astounding at this point like how many things i've just like assimilated into my life because of radio free roscoe that's when they i guess that's when they first talk to her and then at this point yeah. that's when ray starts to like really poke and he's like bugging her while she's doing like tai chi or something like that yeah and what he gets out of Super her eventually normal. is that he was a magician called the alchemist yeah Carl. he wasn't he wasn't just a magician he was the alchemist correct which kind of sounds like is a, that not so fitting though like oh, can you know, when you perfect. see how travis is and like how like i i i feel like in between him being a magician because they said it was when he was like a 12 year old magician keep in mind they're 14 now this was only two years ago i was thinking that too like yeah like so he's a 12 year old magician can you not imagine that the year the one year in between where he wasn't a magician he wore a fedora every day oh there's there is almost no way that that's not true like he right (laughs) and you know it was plaid it was a plaid fedora (laughs) and it was honestly it was probably sick for 13 year old travis so shout out do you okay so so fake smog that we saw in earlier episodes you know how he is i bet that was literally travis (laughs) a year ago ago. and that's why he was he was he was just like yeah fuck this guy yo that makes sense i'm uh i'm i'm on board with that i think it's It's too deep it's too deep so uh anyway so so bridget's trying to she's trying to get like she's not trying to embarrass him like she is but like she's she's just trying to get him to open up. She's trying to like share some information with the gang because he's clearly not. Yeah, yeah. And but obviously Ray is a dick about it as he does, and he brings it up like 
on air about how like you know what's stuck in pronto's crotch today which apparently when that segment make... still exists still <laughs> all right Cons- consistent i guess yeah uh when people make fun of kid magicians ain't that rude i hate that it's they're like... just they're just doing that and everyone else is like what the fuck are you talking so about specific. but then like but then like travis is in the back and he's just like you son of a bitch yeah, <laughs> and we, we kind of get, like, really, like, irritated and pouty Travis again, where he's just, Classic. like, irrational. and like, His move, his move when he's angry, like, mid-show, is he shuts his laptop, he packs it in his bag, and then he angrily storms out of the studio, oh, and they're all like, oh, man. I hate he, that. He does it all the time. <laughs> I hate that version of Travis. That just, like, that's the that's the worst look for him, but... That's gotta, it's one of the lower, the lowest... Well, he, he put such a like you know like a guard up on him like he's just trying to like shield him from emotion like a true emo kid so when it gets revealed i or told the- he he is emo as fuck and i travis guess- is wearing eyeliner Ugh, kill me oh, god the pink street he had pink hair at one point <laughs> but i don't know it's kyle we can't talk about this i'm in too much turmoil yeah my bad my bad it's it's not the best look for him, but it, it's at least more understood than the, like the Lily stuff. So it gets more of a pass for sure. Oh my god, that's the thing. As frustrating as this is, and as frustrating as he is, how nice is it to not have an episode focused on him and Ray oh. fighting over Lily? And I'm gonna get into that because we, I think I can knock on wood. I think we're finally getting into the territory where we don't have to worry about that bullshit. Ugh. Honestly, we we are these these yeah. are three pretty pretty. Yeah, crucial episodes, I guess. So, the episode Anyways. kind of episode kind of ends off with yeah. uh, Travis just sort of coming to terms with his past a little bit and being a bit more comfortable with yeah. his friends knowing about it. Um, yeah. I mean, it it, he, he, it leads into the next episode. The next episode is yeah. basically well, a, a two parter, more or less. To- totally. So he, um, him and Ray kind of talk about it, just like the two of them talking about, it, and Ray's like. He said how he says like he's he just tries to get his past or whatever and Ray's like well man like when you leave Roscoe you can forget about how like the shitty summers are here and like blah 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 the smell of this thing most importantly you can forget about me and like all this stuff. and like he's saying it kind of sincerely he's yeah, literally yeah, being yeah. like yeah man once you leave here man you can you can GTFO and forget about all this and Travis is like I don't want to forget about any of this like I don't want to forget any part of Roscoe. Where I come back to my regular point of Travis and Ray are bros. Yeah, they are such bros. They really are, and this these episodes highlight that the best that we've seen in they the show really so far. They really do. Like it, it like like Tra- Ray has a bit of a like he's got Some like issues. he's got a bit of a well he just he he, he he's doing things with like his own hit like for his own benefit, right? Yeah, but. But also, he is kind of he is trying to help Travis with his relationships. Up, you know, like it is. It's 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 complicated, but it's a bit more earnest. Yeah, I, I think so. I think it's the best example of their friendship up until this point. Like you can actually tell they yeah. care for each other, and it's not just like surrounded by this weird like obsession for Lily, which yeah, or like competition. Like that shit is just so yeah. cringy. Like th- this at least is a bit more. Um, it feels more meaningful. I think. Um, yeah. But that's pretty much all I really had to say about this episode. Like everything, yep. like the next episode kind of covers a lot more of my thoughts, especially on Bridget and stuff. Do you have anything else you want to say? Uh, no, that's... I do have one episode, however. Or one, not episode, one song to bring up, though. There was a song Sorry, I... by a band called Sherwood. 
And yeah. the song is called Please Wait Up For Me. I don't know if you remember this band. Do you remember Sherwood? If you saw the yes. album cover, you'd probably remember them. Yeah, um, the name sounds familiar. Well, they opened up for Hello Goodbye and Say Anything in 2007. So, you know, they're, mm -hmm. they're kind of a big deal. Uh, and they also, uh, they signed to MySpace Records in 2006. So that is wow. They uh, they had some notoriety there, and then their song "The Best in Me" was used as yeah. the theme for the MTV show College Life. I don't know if you remember that show. Oh. Uh, it was I like don't... 2009. It was kind of like, uh, how would you? It's kind of like Made. Oh no, not like oh. Made. What was it called? Fuck. What was the show where they would just like go look at like real stories? True Life. True Life is that? True I'm, Life. Yeah. It was kind of like that, but just about college, I guess, or like okay. dormitories and stuff. I don't know. Anyway, so shout out Sherwood. That's like I just I bring that up because like from this point on and like in some of the other episodes today too, like the music is just getting way better and a little bit more yeah. like recognizable and like yeah. half the songs I Shazam I can actually uh, find, which is nice. So that's a nice uh, a nice bonus. Anyway, shout out Sherwood. But uh, do you want do you want to intro the next episode here? I got it. Yeah, I was pulling up the summary and I thought I deleted all of my notes, so that's why I had a moment there where I was like. Uh -oh. oh no anyways we, we didn't there. we're good um <laughs> so uh season three episode eight i'm with cupid uh aired october 8th 2004 is lily jealous of bridget has lily finally picked <laughs> between the lifelong compadre <laughs> ray or the enigmatic travis all will be revealed when lily has a little chat with bridget about the relationship she and travis have so this synopsis is borderline incorrect but <laughs> right <laughs> but uh that's fine i guess sure <laughs> yeah um yeah like i was saying this is this is basically like a straight up uh continuation of the last episode might yeah. as well be a two-parter i mean the episode opens up with travis and bridget like i don't know just being really friendly by the lockers like there is clearly something going on there and the episode yeah. starts off with lily seeming like definitely jealous to some extent Yes, super jealous, which is, ugh, no, I can't get into it. We'll get into it later. I just, I, I, I hated it. It gets, it gets kind of, but the, the other thing is like, you could like Ray is like conniving and you just know he's just going to try his best to make things worse for him. Like he's just going to totally. do it, whatever it takes to make it worse for him without him realizing. Man, like Robbie's out here minding his own goddamn business and just like thriving. You know, oh, shout absolutely. out to Robbie. Yeah. Well, I mean, he's got, he's got his own stuff going on specifically this episode, but also like, he just, he lets his friends do their shit. And he, he comes in every now and then and is like, hey, Ray, you're being shitty. It's true. Stop it. No, he, he. And holds... then Ray's like, yeah, you're right. I am. Like, it's, oh, what a guy. He knows how to make, like, how to really hold people accountable, which is important. Like, I think it was in the last episode where they were, like, discussing, like, Travis's past. Or maybe it's this one, actually. And he's just like, well, maybe he just doesn't want his personal life to be known. It's like, yeah, maybe that's just fucking it. Like, that's pretty fair. It's like, which, which like, hey, guys, remember how we have an anonymous radio station where none <laughs> yeah. of us want our private life known? Right. Maybe he just takes that really seriously. <laughs> Ab absolutely. Um, I think that's fair. Uh, but like, like we were saying, like, Lily definitely is, like, I guess she's jealous or she's just, like, very curious what the hell is going on between the two of them so she goes to yeah. talk to bridget and very in a very upfront way and she's like so like oh oh my god like has he tell you to all like the sweet spots like mickey's or the world's largest fork or the observation the deck which is such a romantic spot Ooh. very la la land-esque 
Um, and, uh, she's just like, uh, Bridget's just like, um, yeah, kind of like, what the fuck's your problem? Like, who are you? Like, yeah. <laughs> I, I feel know. like she's, I mean, she, okay, I didn't take it as like Bridget being like that, but she's well, just like, she's reacting. She's reacting to Lily clearly being like, oh, has he, t- like, has he taken you on, on like a date to this like spot yet? And like Bridget's like, Bridget at least responds in the same way Travis does. Like they both are very like particular. They're just like. No, like it's not like that with us. We're just really good friends, so like we're not. We didn't go to the romantic observation deck. Yeah, but like you know, like I, I guess like she's not really mad at him. I didn't. I'm mad at Lily. Sorry, I didn't mean it like that. But it, she's definitely like confused as to like what what's Lily's like yeah. purpose of this right now. Yeah, what's the angle here? So then Lily says she's like honestly like I just want to know because I used to have this big crush on Travis, and it's like but just kidding. <laughs> but oh my god how do you remember that as much as i did she tries to make um she tries to make uh like hand parentheses work See, like so instead of doing like the quote like like air quotes it's like air parentheses and i totally remember that like me and my sister like trying to trying to do that i remember actually thinking at the time that that was lame like i remember th- like i can remember thinking like that's not cool Lily. <laughs> You were like, nice guy. I was like, I was born like Bridget. That's side. not gonna catch up. I was like, Stop I don't trying know. to make air parentheses happen. It's exactly. not gonna happen. Exactly. So I don't know. Like a seed is kind of planted there, and like Lily doesn't dig really much. The baton no. gets passed to Ray for the rest of the episode, pretty much. Yeah. But um, mm-hmm. I guess like for the B plot though, which is a fairly like a much more significant one, the last episode, we yeah. have Robbie and Kim kind of. Working through things as always. Uh, Kim is very upset because Cougar Radio is... Okay, I have so much to say about this. Cougar Radio is number five out of five of the independent local radio stations in Roscoe. First off, how is there five independent local radio stations (laughs) in Roscoe? I find that very shocking. I know it's 2004 and radio is a bit more popping, but still, that is just crazy to me. Um, And then apparently there's two... Okay, well, I guess the Roscoe paper is maybe called the Oracle, and then the City paper is called the Roscoe Reader, or there's two yeah. separate high school papers. I don't know, but I find that confusing as well. Um, yep. <laughs> but I, but I, oh, I so badly want to tune into the other radio stations like Rebelcast or Groove mm-hmm. Wave or Sonic. Oh my God, Sonic Station! What a terrible name, Sonic Station. anyways robbie though has a conflict of interest because rfr is number three out of five that scene where he's like when uh he like he learns that rfr is number three and then him and kim is upset about it whatever kim walks away and then robbie goes number three Ooh, and he like does a little dance that's one of those scenes that just like stands out in my head very very oh really oh yeah there's some i don't know why that's funny i really i definitely remember this episode but yeah that wasn't that wasn't a part that totally stuck in my brain but i think if you if you would have asked me like a month ago hey uh in that one episode of radio for roscoe what where does where does rfr sit and where does cougar radio sit on that list i would have been able to tell you that that's respect rfr sat at number three and cougar radio sat at number five and jamie that's why you're on this podcast that's why we need you um i gotta say though like robbie's very patient with kim you know like kim like yeah i i actually really i really like kim actually but her personality is just very intense and very um like she just gets consumed by things you know and kind of (laughs) 
like doesn't treat yeah. others around her very well because of it. But I, I, I yeah. actually really do like her as a character. But that's kind of why Robbie's perfect, though, because he just has so much patience for her. Like he can really put up with her just being like a jerk. <laughs> what I don't know. I feel like he's just he's he's like like it's not I don't a, know. He's smitten, he's obviously, like into, he, but he's not. Yeah, like, he's like. But it's effortless for him, which is really nice. It is. Well, and he and he fights her on. Like he he like he doesn't always let her get away with it, right? Like he'll yeah, he'll yeah. he he lets her like I don't know, she'll be shitty, but like when it gets like a little too far, he'll he'll be like, "Hey." He yeah, he won't let her like He won't really let her like um like totally put him down. He'll try her yeah. he'll try his best to like I don't know, make neutralize the, yeah, it kind of neutralize and make the best of the situation, which I mean that's a that's those are very healthy um those are very healthy mannerisms and ways of going about things so shout out Robbie mannerisms is not the right word but that's okay uh, <laughs> um uh meanwhile though Ray is like just doing his best to start some shit he's a true shit disturber but that's why we love him kind of uh, he tells Bridget to tune in to RFR at a very specific time which oh again God. is just another ex like it actually doesn't happen technically but to me when i was watching this i was like ray you're just manifesting your demise again like you are just trying to like inadvertently have the worst happen to you which doesn't mm -hmm. technically happen but i mean sort of we'll get we'll get there so he sets up this thing at rfr where on air he reads a note to bridget from travis it's like an online, it's an on-air dedication. Yeah. You know, like, I, I feel like ra like other radio stations have done this kind of thing where it's yeah. like... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, you would call in like, oh, here's a message for my girlfriend or for... Yeah. I don't know, someone's birthday or something. I don't know. Yeah, I yeah. think that's not super uncommon. But the thing, obviously, that caught everyone's attention was like, <laughs> who the fuck told you to say that? Like, and Travis is just like, bro, Yeah, they're all the looking fuck? at him and Travis is like, I didn't... Yeah. That's me and I didn't say to say that. He's, um... <laughs> He's pretty out of line, I gotta say. I think Ray, like... <laughs> oh, my God. I My my note was, damn it, Ray, you gotta chill. He was trying to be, like... What was the outcome? Like, what was the... What did he think the outcome would be? He's, like, sitting there, and he's all, like, ha like, like, here's a note from Travis Strong. He, like, reads it out, and he's, like, looking around all, like, please. It's, like, did he think Travis was gonna be, like... <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Thanks, man. I don't know. That is exactly what I wanted to say to her, and you really helped me along. Like, what I, a bro. I guess best case for him was that Travis, like was like what the fuck was that but didn't end up being that mad and then bridget like went with it or maybe like he was hoping that travis would actually act on those emotions but that is such a reach like there's no way there's just no way so that just creates a rift it's just ray just knows so travis storms out pout poutingly pout poutingly <laughs> yeah he storms out poutingly um, and then we actually go back to Kim and Robbie where Robbie is trying to give constructive like ideas or criticism to Kim. And he tells her just to like kind of wing it for an episode of Cougar Radio. And Kim decides to start a new show called Free Fall, where I guess it's just like a off the cuff, like go with the flow type show. And it fails because people love the structure of Cougar Radio, which I think yeah, is Yeah, that's why they got funny. number five. Like, they... <laughs> Oh yeah, they like, call her. They, ma they made the list. Like she, like Cougar Radio made the list. She shouldn't be that upset about it. What do they call her? Predictably predictable. Pre predictably predictable because she, her show is the same every day. New information, but like she covers the same shit. See, 
Because she's a high school radio station and that's the stuff you're supposed to cover. See, I didn't actually even realize that. Like, what Cougar Radio is gets more and more confusing as time goes on. Like, yeah. when they were describing, like, she was like, oh, my show's predictable. Like, you know, I wish people would like it more. I could change it up. Like, I thought Robbie's advice made sense. But then when I realized yeah. that she was just giving school announcements, like, you can't really yeah. fuck with that. Like, that, you, can't, right? you have to sort of do that. That's the point of that show. So... I found that to be kind of funny, actually, in hindsight. Yeah. And but so also, Robbie, Robbie's, Robbie's trying to be all suave about, it, and he's like, he he tries to he asks her out on an actual date. Well, he's um, like, he's a bit weird about it. Okay, yeah, I want to ask you about this because he, how what you think about this? Because he basically like yeah. is trying to help Kim so that if things go well for her, she'll go on a date with him. But then Kim yeah. kind of calls him out on that and saying, "You're only helping me because you want to go on a date with me." Yeah. Is that like how is that actually that fucked or is that like I don't okay so like I don't agree with that way of getting a date with her. But like but what I'm saying is like up until this point like they clearly have like like it's not like they don't know each other like they're clear, yeah. they clearly have some kind of thing happening. There's something going on there. Yeah. I feel like it's not um, that insidious. I don't know. Maybe no, I, maybe I'm no, off me here. Neither. No, I think it, it's a funny situation because I think he's, I think he's trying to be a bit more playful about it. Yeah, yeah. But she's making it very like, I don't know. Every it's all Cougar Radio for Kim. So like, his him asking her on a date is very like. Right. It's maybe that, not. That, that's not as important, right? Like it's. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. I don't know was, though. Like it's, but he's also taking it pretty seriously. Like he's thinking of ways to actually help the show. It's not yeah. like he's just being like, I'll blow it off. Come for a date with me. You're like, don't worry about the haters. He's like, think he's like making advertisements for, cause that, okay, that's the other thing. That's why this came to mind. It's cause eventually he makes like an advertising campaign for her to help the show. And then she's like, Oh my God, thank you. And like kisses him. How is that any different than like what he was trying to do before? I don't know. Right. I found it a little bit weird, uh, but maybe I'm, I think maybe I'm thinking about it too hard. I don't know. I think it's fun thinking about like the, the next level of, um, Robbie is trying to help her, but he also is like a competing radio station. So like maybe deep down, he's not trying to help her. Oh, that's a good point. Wait, do we, <laughs> we, <sighs> does Kim ever find out about RFR? I don't remember. I don't. Well, I mean, I guess we'll find out. Obviously, if but. I like, like my because Kim leaves. I know, right? Kim leaves. Kim, disappe- Kim goes- disappears for a bit. Um, and if I recall correctly, like, and like, she go to, like Paris or something like that. Anyways, Kim, anyways, in Carlisle in Paris. Um, if I recall correctly, which I probably don't, like I think the last episode of the show involves Kim and or Waller finally maybe finding out or like here's the thing this might be wrong but i'm just gonna like this is like i have this memory here's our prediction maybe. for the end of the show which here's we have seen for the show that ended <laughs> like do they do they burst into the radio free roscoe hang out area but no one's <sighs> there Oh, I'm trying to remember. I'm trying to remember. Did I? Is that something I created in my in my head, and that's not real, or is that does that happen? I can't. At some point? I cannot confirm or deny. Okay. I'm actually not. Too okay. Sure. Well, you listen. Hey, we're we're on episode uh, <laughs> seven. Sorry for the record. We're no. Eight. Listen, we're thirty. We are thirty three. We're on episode thirty three total. Like that. Like we've. This is our thirty three episode we've covered. Right. Um. And there's like that's crazy actually. <laughs> 
40 some episodes so like we're okay well we're getting there we are getting there anyway, we're getting there so. bit of a bit of a tangent yeah. but i mean to be honest it actually kind of like sums up what happens with uh kim and robbie they go back and forth trying to i don't know make things better for cougar radio but also yeah. prolong their relationship and yeah and it, it, it works out where you know robbie actually does help out the show and yeah, he and he gets a smooch. So Kim is, Kim is hilarious. Like I oh, love her, but like, I for three straight episodes, two straight episodes, she only talks to Robbie in sarcasm. Yes, she yeah. only her her word like everything she says to him is like, yeah, Robbie, that would be a great idea to do this, this. Like every single thing she says to oh him is God. just dripping with sarcasm, and he's just like, all right, cool, yeah, great, let's uh, let's keep going. It's like. He just doesn't even. He is not even phased. It's, it's insane. I think. I think he likes the. I think he likes the shame. I think he likes getting put down. I think Robbie has a thing for it. We can't get it, Kyle. We can't get into <laughs> right, that. I don't get. Fair enough. That's just my assumption. On on this on this <laughs> Christian podcast. Yeah. On this. Just kidding. <laughs> this Catholicly owned podcast. I'm just kidding. Anyway, um, so yeah, that's kind of it for them. But uh, on the other side of things here. Uh, Travis is like just pissed that Ray did this on-air dedication that he fucking made up then he entirely. has to go to he, Bridget comes to him and is like I heard what you said on RFR like I heard what you the message you gave on RFR and he's like yo that wasn't me actually that was Ray playing a really cruel trick but like yeah, I know. And like, how could you not even as Bridget? How can you? How could you not just like all these people are so shitty? Because like Ray's like, oh, oh you better God, listen at this exact time. So then like, basically she knows that Travis is telling the truth, and now yeah. Travis is being just rude to her to her face. <laughs> and it's like she's like, wow, Travis sucks. His friends suck. Lily's being fucking weird around me. Like Roscoe fucking sucks. Like these people. I mean, she doesn't really like show it Travis that way. Is like, Travis is like, man, I love it here. I don't want to forget about Roscoe. And she's like, okay, but why? Yeah. <laughs> I don't. What? What are you? What are you? What am I not seeing here? Well, wait. I yeah. I guess I shouldn't say that because then like then in like one of the scenes where like cougar radio is kind of like failing um bridget and lily are apparently good enough friends just to have lunch together like a couple like yeah. which i don't know seems a bit strange you know what, though, i kind of it's it seems a little bit strange but i feel like we're not we're not it's one of those things where like we have to like fill in the blanks ourselves where it's like yeah, yeah like yeah. i think i think like like bridget only knows one person at this school but she has also kind of hung out with like travis's friends so but, it's kind of like Lily, Lily is a familiar face to her, so I guess, I guess I that's know. true. I don't think it's like as like it's not as weird as as it makes it seem. I don't know. That's true. I I get all that at that same scene though. Ray comes in to talk to Bridget after <coughs> Lily goes to get like tater tots or something, uh, and uh, need, need them tots. And that's when that's when Bridget uh, like I guess reveals to ray that they used to mix live music together and that it would feel like they oh were in God. their own private world okay i have something to say about this so bridget like like says that okay like i just felt like we could really connect and be together while we were like making music and playing music together this specifically this does, this does not on. okay well go ahead she specifically says they used to have this all ages club that we'd go to where we would we would do mixing together, so like I'm, th- 
Travis lived there as a 12 and 13 year old, and they're at this all ages club. And I think about all those pictures of the all ages oh, clubs in like yeah. in like Britain. Yeah, I know what you mean. I know what you mean. So that the was all them. ages discos. Yeah. That oh was them. God. I mean, with his fedora. I mean, I don't know. I guess we knew like people who were in bands when they were like 13 or 14. I guess it's kind of the same. I don't know. Maybe not. It's not. Keep going. What were you going to say? Okay, but I found this to be actually really unfortunate for Travis because think about it this way. Like, basically what Bridget is saying is she could only really feel the connect... Or she felt the most connected, sorry, to Travis when they were making music together. Similar to when Lily and Travis were making music together. Which kind of put Travis in a I really bad... Lo- like, what a bad sign of him just being, like, an unhealthy, like... W- I, he's like a, he's that shitty music producer exactly that, oh my god oh no like that just shows really like unhealthy like workplace behavior like he's awfully close to a ryan adams right now and i'm not cool with it like exactly exactly what i was thinking oh that i didn't even think about it like that i guess i, guess I mean i'm probably like, reading honestly, when, way too when, much into that but like yeah, you are you absolutely are um but like because the, like the way i took it with bridget talking about it like i didn't even con- i didn't even connect it to like how lily and him connected through music anyways but like i thought it was kind of wholesome that like she was like yeah we just we had this thing in common that we like he he was he was his like i don't know he was his most super funny though he was his most like what open to her at that point where he's yeah. like he's like they're like mixing with his like with his like <laughs> probably, thing on and he's probably just not like talking to bridget, her. we're such good friends bridget we're like this this is us like i love this <laughs> yeah, anyways, picture of okay, that sounds a, terrible <laughs> i have a hold on i have a side i have a i have a side story so with this whole Travis being uh, like uh, doing his mixes, whatever, yeah. like at this point, this is like 2004, me and my friend Lindsay, <clears throat> who is the friend that I used to like, we'd hang out in my basement and pretend to play RFR. Like we'd have, we'd pretend to have a radio station and stuff. Right, yes, like being, and this is the friend that I'd like would call, like we'd watch the new episodes and like call each other to talk about it on like Sundays or whatever. So like shout out, shout out to Lindsay. I hope you're doing well uh we both um because our our moms like knew that we like liked the show or whatever um for for Lindsay's birthday in february i got her a little like mixing table thing it was a toy but it's like because we were 10 you still got toys then right or at least we did and it was a little mixing toy thing that's adorable super cool and so i was like yeah because 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 of travis right and she was like oh my god yeah for sure and then my birthday was in may a few months later she got me the same one no way <laughs> that is wholesome. so anyway and it was and it was all because of and it was all because of the the mixing so that you, happened in radio free roscoe we're a real life bridget and travis that's amazing or real life travis and travis i guess i don't know <laughs> um <laughs> <laughs> two bridgets i don't know yeah, that, I don't know. <laughs> that's. I'm actually surprised you haven't brought that up sooner. But did that just come up because of the mixing in this episode? Um, I feel like I probably thought about it at some point, but like it, I probably thought about thinking like bringing it up um in the episode with fake smog. Yeah, but, right. That, that, that was a great episode. Yeah, but uh, I think I think I, maybe I forgot. But yeah, I was thinking about it watching this, where I was like, oh yeah, we had this little like, it was like a little turntable like toy that you could like. I think I have an idea what you're talking about. Skip skip records, but not actually. It was just yeah. I don't know. This was fun. That's awesome. It was a good time. That, that's that's the true joy of RFR coming to life. It's, right. Um, but because of this mixing anecdote that uh, Bridget tells Ray, Ray then decides that he should 
sign Travis up for a live DJ performance at Mickey's. So random. Which is just incredibly random, but okay, whatever. Super random, but also I have a feeling that like, just from what we've seen, I feel like Ray can go to Mickey at any point and be like, hey, yeah. Mickey, can you like help, help a brother out here? Can you just like help me out? I'm just like trying to help. You know, I'm trying to I'm trying to help someone with his girl troubles. And Mickey's like, say no more. I got it. Like, let's do it. <laughs> yeah, Mickey. I get it. I was like, I was a kid one day. Once once upon a time, too. Mickey's just trying to help everyone out. I do respect that. Yeah. I, I mean, shout out Mickey. Mickey's a Mickey's a true hero. So, yeah, that just gets set up immediately, I guess. And uh, Travis also just immediately agrees, which is almost a little bit too convenient. But whatever he's like ray you just like really fucked things up for me <laughs> yeah but sure i'll do this thing you signed sure, me up for. i'll do this other thing that you yeah <laughs> this other thing you decided on. ah yeah travis come on but so you know better so bridget shows up to mickey's for this performance and ray real <laughs> ray finds out that she has a a tattoo of a chinese character for fire on her back she is 14. She's 14. She's 14. When did you She's get like, this oh, my tattoo? Mom, my mom was so mad about it. Yeah. Did you get it in an alley? Like she probably got this tattoo like about a year ago. So she was 13 when she got a tattoo. Like, yeah, my mom would probably be fucking pissed. That, probably got it out of that all ages club. She most likely did, I, I guess. And then <laughs> Travis sees Bridget and is like, I guess, flustered. And he just kind of like noticeably like disregards her like in front of everyone, which is Ugh. just unfortunate. Just and then, the worst. Yeah. Now that fizzles out. But there's a really funny part between Lily and Ray actually after this where Lily like Bridget leaves also. Bridget yeah, right, Brid- yeah. he he like he disregards her, so she just like she just turns around and leaves and Ray is like, Oh no. Oh shit, that didn't work out. That's, How that also <laughs> How did another one of my ideas didn't work out. <laughs> Would Fuck. you look at that? But Lily says something really funny where she goes like she's like, Everything that Ray t- everything that you touch gets screwed up, hey Ray? <laughs> Which I don't know, like, I don't want to get into it too much, but, like, it is just so confusing, like, Lily's understanding of Ray and Travis's feelings. It just, it's so, just muddled, but whatever. I don't even yeah. want to open that up right now. Um, Next episode. Right. Uh, Ray and Travis have a discussion, though, at school where Ray basically apologizes for being a jerk. Like, he has, he has no good excuse, but he just apologizes. Okay, so, just, just for the record... This is the part where I was kind of falling asleep, so okay. I have less to say. I, I was awake for the last part, but, like, him and Ray talking, I kind of suddenly, like, opened my eyes and was like, oh, no. Well, I go back? It's actually kind of a nice, it's kind of a nice moment because Ray, like, apologizes, which, I mean, t- to Ray's credit, every time he fucks up, he does apologize pretty sincerely. He doesn't really make up You just excuse. think he would have maybe learned by now with that's, how many times he's fucked up. That is, okay, yeah, that's, that's a very good point. Can't deny that. Um, but what he, what he does kind of say is like, cause he notices in Travis's bag is a series of these postcards and Travis has been collecting these postcards from every place he's traveled. And he always draws like the Chinese character for fire, which is Bridget's tattoo. And so Trav- Ray is just like, wait a minute. So okay, you, maybe there's nothing going on, but you clearly have feelings for her. Like you just need to tell her, like, don't make the same mistake I made basically, which yeah. is I guess nice enough advice, like take your shot kind of thing. But you also know, but it's confusing because okay, yeah, because one episode earlier, Travis says that he thinks about Lily every second of the day, but now he's like, ah, well, fuck it, I actually love Bridget. (laughs) This is just this is just more proof that teen teen boys are trash. And I'm so glad I'm not a teen boy, so I'm no longer trash. Yeah, yeah, Kyle, you were 
You were like so much better when you were a teen boy. That's so sad. Don't ever say that. In I say that in in air parentheses. Right. Okay. No, you weren't. <laughs> Thank you. Appreciate it. <laughs> no, I promise. Um, yeah. Like, I don't know. I think Ray's tra- Ray's kind of. I guess advice. I guess. I guess advice. It's, I guess it, it's sound enough. Um, it is. I just like you know like. I appreciate it and like Ray is being like he is trying to help because he knows that like he there is clear there's something more right like it's right. clear but you know you know that like the main reason here is he's trying to get Travis off, off his back okay, like actually, he's trying to, he's trying to remove Travis from from the love triangle so that he can he can Lily and him can be a thing I I don't know. I think up until this point yes, but at this point I think he sincerely sees that Travis is struggling and he's just kind of like like he sees that he actually cares about her. Like I think yes. he's trying to help her. I think up until this point, you're absolutely think, right. He's yeah, been trying to get her. I don't think it goes away picture. though. I think there's still. I mean, I like, guess so. It'd be it'd be probably lying to say that there wasn't a shred of him thinking that. But I don't think that's his main intention anymore. I think he is just trying to help yeah. out his buddy at this point. Yeah. At the beginning of this episode, yes. Yeah. But for now, sure, for now sure. at this now that he's fucked up a handful of times trying to help. <laughs> yes. Trying to trying to sabotage. Realistically, going into it, yeah. he was trying to sabotage the Travis Lilly thing. That's what it was. So, anyways. Well, yeah. Now, I mean, finally, you're not, you're not wrong. Six <laughs> fuck ups later, he's like, "Buddy, I'm just trying to help because you, you guys, you guys, you really it looks like you, you guys have a thing here, and you should really go for it." So, so Bridget is rightfully just like pissed off. Like everything, <laughs> everything she's been doing for the past 48 hours has been kind of like traumatic. So <laughs> she's like, I gotta go back to Hong Kong. I hate this. I think she's leaving Fuck that. Roscoe. She's leaving that night. I'm pretty sure is is the setup. Yeah. What they do though is Travis decides he's gonna tell her how he feels about her, and as he's doing so, <laughs> Ray is dropping all the postcards that Travis never sent but kept for her. Very mm-hmm. notebook esque in a way, and Ugh, uh, romance. And he 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 like kind of rains it on top of them as they have a fairly passionate kiss actually even though travis kind of touches bridget's face kind of awkwardly but that was kind of awkward hey okay <laughs> i'm glad you noticed that too <laughs> it was just awkward. like it, it wasn't like he didn't like caress her cheek and like grab her chin which like would support. be like sensual as hell <laughs> he like he just like kind of laid his hand flat on her cheek and i was just like oh that's that's all huh it's a little bit it's a little bit weird <laughs> and then and then he moved it to her like hips and i'm like okay yeah there i'm maybe you realized that was weird too yeah well, and and Bridget says, "Sorry, they already they already caught it on camera." <laughs> oh, roll with it. We're not doing another take. <laughs> um, yeah, Bridget says though that she's leaving tonight, but her mom conveniently also said that she could come back and live in Roscoe later if she wanted to, and that she was Sick. looking for a reason this whole week, and she finally did. And Travis says, "Is this a good enough reason?" And she says, "Damn fine, Travis Strong," which I always remember that part. Absolutely, I put. My note was what a stud, and I kind of meant that for both of them. Honestly, yeah, like <laughs> honestly, like she's some, she's great. They have some pretty good like on screen chemistry too. Like they look like a they good do. couple. They work together yeah. pretty well. Um, they yeah they they uh and not that this matters, but it but I'm gonna say it anyways. She's shorter than him. Oh God, of course. Here we are again. So it it looks it looks aesthetically more uh more pleasing. I'm sure he appreciates it too, man. Listen, he's a he's a right. five foot nothing fourteen year old. What you know? Five foot nothing. <laughs> That's uh never mind. I'm not gonna say it. Okay. Hey man, I was I was five ten when I was fourteen, okay? Understood. These things, I get it. You you struggle. Fair enough. Under, I don't get it, but I sympathize. Okay, well, 
yeah I super actually, cute things kind of things kind of close out that way actually it's kind of like it, it yeah. kind of concludes like the two-parter so to speak or the continuation do you have the the song okay. that played while he while he dumped the postcards because i was sitting there singing along and i had no idea what i was singing along to i sure do i got good news it is it's yeah. actually played in the show before like a, a season huh. like a season ago and it's okay, called, maybe this scene is just like maybe I remember this scene very vividly. Well, so maybe that's why. they actually reuse a lot of the music anyways. But so it's not that mm-hmm. uncommon. Anyways, the song is called One Marathon by the band Reverie Sound Review. Hmm. And I brought it up before because the woman from the band, she is the touring front woman for Broken Social Scene. Oh, yes. Okay. Yeah. She's, I remember you bringing that so up. So those things where I don't think she's technically part of Broken Social Scene, but like when Leslie Feist is not available, she sings yes. live. I don't really know. <laughs> Wasn't too sure. sure on that. I actually really like the song though. It's really cute. Kind of reminds you of like- It's er- so cute, hey. Reminds you of like early like stars or something like that. Yeah, I think I, think I yeah, I got yeah. that vibe. And it's actually, the song is on RFR volume one, the CD. Do you remember this CD? Oh, I don't think I knew there was a CD, which makes sense, I guess. It is a show about radio. Yeah, there is a CD. I, music, I'm actually music. surprised you never brought this up, but there is a CD, and it has the Pettit Project on it as well, and it's not 99 well, Lives. It it's a different song from the Pettit Project. To be honest, uh, though, the track listing is a little... It's maybe not the strongest batch of songs. How, many, a, how, much, pa- how much Planet Smashers? There's no Planet Smashers, which is honestly... How? Which is how? Not, which is... Actually, let me double I check. thought they would open and close out the album. Anyways... Um, side note, speaking of the Pettit Project, um, yeah. in our most recent, uh, like posting last week's episode, I needed help making a caption. So I used lyrics from 99 Lives. And to make sure I wasn't wrong, I, I looked up the lyrics. Boy, oh, have I been singing some of those lyrics wrong for the last 16 <laughs> years. <laughs> I love when that happens. I feel like that turns ha- out. I was just like, "Oh, that makes way more sense." Sometimes I just ignore it. Like I'm like, "Fuck it." Whatever I thought what it was, that's what it is. <laughs> yeah, um, fine. I had to Things double. Were pretty, pretty clear. But... I had to double check, and unfortunately, I am correct. There is no Planet Smashers on this volume one. Unfortunately. Actually, oh, this. Oh, wow, this is kind of confusing. The volume one came out in march 1st 2005 which is the end of the series <laughs> so they called it volume one there was there more volume no there was just volume one it also features the song i can't explain by no man's land but we'll get there uh <laughs> i think i think when the show ended like that would have come out when the show ended but they don't i don't think they knew the show ended oh my god do you know what i just fucking realized when this came out is when they were doing promotion in the mall tours for like the show. Like that's what they were promoting. Cause I remember when I met Kate Todd and smog, mm-hmm. wait, was it smog? I keep forgetting. I thought that it was, but I thought yeah. that was 2006. It could have it. Um, I just remember that that there was like big promotional material for the CD. Maybe they just put it up cause they were in the mall. It could be Maybe. very well that, but because like, my memory of it is that this happened in in, it, in February of 2006. It could be because I was in Mexico. Okay, maybe that wouldn't maybe that wouldn't make sense then because, but I just I, mean, I just thought of this right now like I didn't make note of it, but I remember thinking like oh that's out now and I feel like I would have noticed it before because I'm such a big fan of the show, and sure. also like I was obsessed with like new CD releases at the time. Anyway, all I got to say though is the CD is actually not that good unfortunately, but nonetheless. <laughs> And there was actually another song from this episode that I really dug from a band called Maplewood Lane. The song is called mm-hmm. The Color and the Gold. It was a really good track, actually. So shout out Maplewood Lane. 
that song is actually also on. <laughs> Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe this volume is kind of good. If anyone, if anyone wants to hit up some RFR tunes, oh, there's a, there are yeah. multiple. There are multiple Spotify playlists yeah. of Radio Free Roscoe music that are fire. I'm gonna make note of that. I'll put I'll put one of one of our personal favorites in the show notes, so you guys can listen to that. Anyways, should we uh, should we move on to this this next and last episode for the show today? Hell yeah. Okay. So this one is titled You've Got Email. <laughs> it's episode nine. <laughs> episode nine from season three uh, premiered October 15th, 2004. And the synopsis goes like this. Ray is yet again attempting to win over Lily's heart. Will he win it over or will his heart end up being crushed? Meanwhile, Travis is writing an email to Bridget <laughs> the whole episode. Yeah. <laughs> wow. That That's a worse summary. Yeah. That's worse than the novels that they were writing in last. Yeah, they're season. very, very, they're varied. But again, just shout out to whoever edits these. I, I do appreciate it. Um, yeah. yeah. So that is how this episode opens up, though, is with Travis emailing Bridget. It's like it's kind of a fun, like for one episode. It's kind yeah. of a like it's a cute little. Uh, Do you know what I was worried about again? I, th- I was like, fuck, is this going to be a clip show? I th- Again, I thought it might be a clip show. For the record, there's no, I don't think there are any clip shows okay. in RFR. There's not enough. I think that you're goes right. On. There's, yeah. I think you're right, but it just, again, I was worried. Anyway, so Travis is emailing Bridget throughout the episode because at this point, Tra- I guess Bridget is back in Hong Kong and she'll yeah. eventually move to Roscoe, is the idea. And yeah, meanwhile, though, Ray is now ready and like just has number one goal he's gonna win over lily travis is out of the way he's the only man in lily's life he's gonna do it and as he's talking to lily lily is just going on about i guess lily and parker are talking about this one couple being really romantic in class he asked his girlfriend out it's like a to grand, a, to a a grand gesture thing he asked his girlfriend out to oh a Coldplay God. song which apparently i guess that is romantic in 2004 Coldplay was romantic depends on the then. song yeah, I think it was In This Place, which is a very nice song, actually. Okay. <laughs> um, and actually, while they're talking about this like romantic gesture, that's when we get introduced to Megan, a drummer who sure can play the skins. Not to be confused with Maggie, the goth girl from the first season, who this girl looks kind of like, but is mm. not the same person. Yeah, I don't know. They got they black got, hair. Otherwise, not really. They've got black hair and eyeliner. They all look the same, you know? Wow. All those emos. Jeez. Uh, giving me nightmares right now. Um, or PTSD. Um, that's kind of fun though, because that is kind of this episode is the introduction to what would be eventually Lily's well, band. What will be? Yes. Um, or well, Lily Parker and Megan. Which is band. honestly like I think I if I if I recall correctly, uh, the band stuff is like a fun part oh, of RFR. Totally, and the band music. Lily, Lily, Lily as a solo artist has not done great, other than her one single that everyone loves. Lily needs, I think she needs a little support on stage, so. I agree. I think she definitely has talent and gusto, but Mm -hmm. uh, she needs, yeah, she needs a, yeah, she needs support. I agree. Anyway, so that kind of gets set Mm -hmm. up there. Um, So this gets in Ray's head and kind of consumes him where he just thinks he needs to do a big romantic gesture to win over Lily because she was so impressed with this other couple's, you know, example of that. So he decides he's going to run and, or sorry, compete in the Mr. Roscoe pageant where Kim Carlisle, okay, like I need you to maybe, maybe, maybe help me make sense of this. Kim Carlisle is very obsessed with like poising River Pierce to win the pageant for yeah. some reason. Like, can you, 
Give I me. think she kind of the way she so she's very like uh like on on Cougar Radio is very like pro like she's she's endorsing River Pierce essentially. Um and Robbie Robbie isn't into that. He thinks that she shouldn't do that because she's like the you know, she's a radio station and for the school and like it's all students whatever. But he's um, also jealous because River is a He's hottie. also super jealous. Um his his direct comment at the table with Ray is um if I could actually stand her, I'd I'd give her such a piece of my mind. But I I, I can't stand her, and I'm like, yeah, Robbie, right. Robbie, like you're you're usually so good about this, and like then you say shit like that, and everyone's like, huh? Okay, <laughs> like like anyway. I mean, nobody's perfect. Uh, you can't you can't you can't win every time. I know, super fair. He's he's doing his best. Um, I don't know. I think Kim like I think Kim loves River. Like she loves the idea of River Pierce because like well, he he represents like everything. She he represents like, exactly. Yeah, totally. So she she loves all that so she her reasoning to robbie is that um you have to give the people um someone to cheer on kind of thing and like so if there's like right. a hero that the, the radio station is like portraying that will bring people in to come see the mr roscoe pageant because they will want to see this hero that's being endorsed so kim I guess. so kim is unethical is what you're saying this isn't the first time and it won't be the last. Okay. So yes. All right. Understood. I think so that's kinda that's kinda what I think okay. what I took out of it. I guess I I don't know. I guess I got that as well, but to me it was it just felt so muddled. It felt a bit like mm-hmm. I don't know, it just felt well, it like it gets it gets worse. The whole episode it just gets worse. <laughs> like the way she goes to to say it once is like, okay, like all right, so you support her, whatever. The rest of the episode is just like her over and over again being like, Yes, River Pierce, our guy, River Pierce, yeah, the yeah. Monster. At one point, he mentions him and him in a loincloth, and she just like stares into space and like bites her lip for a second. And he's like, "You're thinking about me in a loincloth, aren't you?" And I'm just like, "I'm uncomfortable. I don't like this at all." I like, hated that too. That I, that that was terrible to watch. I was like, "Poor yeah, Robbie," was- and also Kim. Yeah. Like, I guess when you put it that way, like or when we were kind of talking about how like River is like, I guess in theory what she wants. I guess it makes sense in that way, but it it's still just fucked. I I made a note later that like, there's kind of a clear. Or forming like it's a Robbie River rivalry. Absolutely, it's definitely. You know, there's a really dramatic scene where they pass each other in the hallway, and I'm just like, oh shoot, dude. Yeah, we're like, I'm not. Poor, I poor Robbie. I think I'm already dude. over River. Like, I'm not gonna lie, and I have oh, a lot more to put I, up with. Wasn't that the point though? Like, we yeah. like he's he's a douche. Like we we know that like they, they 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 built him up for a number of episodes of him being this like no this 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 person that we don't see we just hear about we finally get to meet him and you realize that he is it's all it's all a show or like it's all like yeah it's all talk i think you're right and that, that'll definitely come to light as things go on but yeah i guess in this episode it's just like it just i guess it is kind of hard to watch because river just feels like unstoppable which i know again is the point another side note quote um when robbie and kim are then talking about it robbie's being defensive about being a ninth grader he said like only like something about like not in my mind only in in my body and kim says i wouldn't mind getting to know that body wow wow damn just, I don't think that's allowed. That seems a little bit. Those. That's definitely PG. That's very PG for uh, Family Channel, right there. Not even that's G. PG thirteen, even that's PG thirteen. Loincloths, <laughs> talking about people's bodies. That's almost fourteen A at that point. Ooh. Yeah, yeah. I think rated M for mature. <laughs> Brought you by EA Games. <laughs> yeah, there. <laughs> you're right. There's, 
there's definitely like a rivalry going on. It's a little bit, it's a little bit confusing and a little bit like it sort of comes out of nowhere and then it really heats up. But on the yeah. opposite, on the opposite side of things, though, like Ray is just just convinced that if he enters this competition, he's gonna somehow win Lily over, and so he enlists. Yeah. Uh, he enlists. Not not somehow. He he wants to. Well, this is his we'll opportunity. Get, we'll get there to no, what no, he, he does. That's his that's his reason though. Like and like I won't I won't say it. he just this is his opportunity to. This is his grand right. gesture opportunity. Yeah, he feels without like, it being like random. This is, I guess, like his yeah. last, almost his last ditch effort in a way. Like this is gonna be it. Like he's putting all yeah. his eggs in one basket, kind of. And he enlists Parker to, to help him. Yep. What are your thoughts on grand gestures? On grand gestures, yeah. you know, it depends. I think I need to. I feel like we need a baseline here before we talk about our feelings about how the rest of this episode goes. Okay, I'll tell you this. I think overall grand gestures um i'm not into mm-hmm. but but i think with a caveat that there can be things where they're sort of in the middle like it, it's clear that like someone put time and effort into something and they're just yeah. grander i think right. i like grander gestures does that make sense like yeah like i think yeah. I'm gestures trying- of grandeur <laughs> yes i think i think there's a way you can go about it but i also think it's also really like Mm, specific to the couple does that make sense totally like yeah, it, absolutely you, you really need to be like on the pay- same page like oh i did this yeah. because i know like they like this one thing or like in yeah. this well, place I'm, that we were or this food we ate or i, I don't think know there's something a, there's like a difference between like there's a difference between public and private grand gestures yes yeah yeah i i, I, think, I would I, think agree. That, I feel like that's what you're saying is that like i think like, so you i guess that's what i'm trying to get he, at yeah, you can put in the effort and you can have this big, you can do this big thing for someone, but it doesn't have to be in front of other people. If you, if you want it, I guess, and it depends on the person, but if you need it to be in front of other people to get the satisfaction, then I think you're doing it for the wrong reasons. You know, and if the person, and if the person who you're doing it for, if that's what they want, they want it to be in front of other people. I just, maybe that's just not the kind of people that are like the kind of person I am, right? Like, yeah, like, it's, like, I'm there's, with you there's certain things that. that can be cute, but it's like, so like my my biggest like memories of grand gestures here um is camp. I was just gonna say, is, are, you, are you thinking yeah, of the same memory? I'm thinking, <laughs> I'm thinking I probably of. am. So like so Kyle and I, the summer camp we worked at, the big thing was like there was like every week there's a dance on Thursday. Oh my god. Um every week and believe, like I can't believe we're talking about this right now. <laughs> well, I don't know. I don't know if we're talking about the same same specific Just thing, generally just, speaking. Just generally speaking. Just generally speaking. So like uh so like the 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 tradition, I guess, is that like the counselors would ask each other to the dance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like, and and a lot of the time, the, that's the thing is that like the thing about camp is that like sometimes these were like this these things meant something. They were actual like like I don't know there there was I don't know there, there was, was feelings real, involved. There could be feeling. Th- yeah, you're right. There's feelings, feelings involved sometimes. But then at the same sometimes. time, it was sort of like a spectacle for the kids. It was for the ways. kids. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Just just to know one. Are you, and, are you going to mention what? Enrique Iglesias or or no? No, I was going to mention how... Um, <laughs> okay, that's the one I was thinking of, but please continue. <laughs> I forgot about that one. Um, no, I was going to mention, just to keep it a little a little more close to home here, uh, our, our, fr- our little friend group here involved Kyle and me and then our friends Maggie and Colin. And one time, Maggie and I were oh in the goodness. mess hall with the kids and two and two people came in and... and trapped us grab like put like bags over our heads or something and like stole us Correct. is that what you guys did 
And then I've blocked a lot of this out of my memory. Okay, sorry. I think they like they like trapped us or whatever. And anyways, <laughs> Kyle and Colin came in and saved us somehow. Right, because we and, were we were supposed to be um, Mario and Luigi. Yes. So that. So then. Uh, so the dance that week, the theme. I don't remember what the theme was. I don't at all. Either. But we ended up dressing. Kyle and Colin dressed as Mario and Luigi, and Maggie and I went out and and like we had we made our own Peach and um, Daisy. What is it? Peach and Daisy dresses. Because I guess I think we went into that week knowing we were gonna we were gonna dress like that. Yes. But you guys just like went all out for the for the well, ass. You know so the anyways, idea was like was Mario and just... Luigi. They saved the princesses from <laughs> yeah. the baddie. You know it's a damsel in distress, it was, uh, toxic toxic to trope. But uh, it was it was there was worse. I had some. Hey man, I had some. There was some good proposals to go to to go to the dance for me. I had some. I had some good ones. I had some bad ones. One time, ones. one time, you and Maggie asked me to the dance together, and you guys sang a version. We did a version of Hello Goodbye, Hello Goodbye. Hello Goodbye's asking Jessica to be okay. official. Kyle Z, won't you be my our prom date officially? officially. It's very sick. Very sick. Anyways, um, anyway, sorry. I just like grand I had two like, dates I, to the dance that week. No big deal. Man. Calm. <laughs> I hate to keep this going on way too long, but there oh, was I know. the one I was thinking of was I won't even name names on this one. Nope. But um, there was a mo <laughs> a time I'm trying. I guess it was a promposal. I think. Yeah. Where one counselor asked another counselor to prom by like setting up his car kind of yeah. near like I guess like. In the middle of the camp area where everyone could see it clearly. Headlights were yeah. on. It was bright, bright car, like in the nighttime kind of thing. Yeah. And then he started playing Will You Be My Hero by Enrique Hero by Enrique Iglesias. Yes. I can be yes. your hero. I can be your baby. Yeah. As loud as you could possibly play it. And then yeah. he was wearing like this cool, like, not cool, but like this like <laughs> suit and like these shades. Yeah. And like I, he may have had a flower. I'm not too sure. And then yeah. he basically set up this like really like i don't know almost similar to the Coldplay in this place type yeah moment to ask someone to the dance in front of all these children and I, everyone clapped i think the girl he asked started yeah. crying yeah it was so, uh, but the thing is but there was it was deeper than that it because was he was he was, was a, actually asking her to be like his girlfriend but like the kids just couldn't know that because we leave room for jesus exactly. at, at, at bible camp yeah yeah so Anyways, so that's my own, that's my, I forgot about like even the ones we did as friends, but like that is my biggest, like that moment right there is my biggest like reference point for like what a grand gesture is. What's interesting yeah. though is in that case, it worked out. It was sort of mm -hmm. um, consensual and like, I guess, yep. you know, it made sense for that couple. Yeah. On RFR, however, and I guess it makes sense <clears throat> for them and I don't think I would ever do anything like that, but like I guess you're saying, like there's the private and like uh, personal thing. I've, like yeah. I've done stuff like that privately, yeah. but yeah, yeah. I don't know. I think it's just too fucking risky. Like, <laughs> like I don't it's know. Totally. And so we can get into that. So Ray, so Ray has this whole plan. He's in the Mr. Roscoe pageant. Parker's helping him. Lily's helping him too a little bit, which is kind of yeah. funny. Yeah, that's true. Um, and they, um, he's in the pageant and. He's up against River Pierce and some other dude. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And like, I don't know, they montage it a little bit with the outfits and the and the talents and everything or whatever. I guess or I guess the talents might be the last part. So Ray comes out. Also, sorry, very quick side note. This entire episode, Travis is carrying around his laptop and like yeah. typing <laughs> everything up. And he's still doing it. The thing is that when it shows like shots of his laptop screen, he's written like two sentences. <laughs> 
Yeah. So and he and he oh at God. one point he literally reads out LOL, which to me is yeah. just a faux pas. I don't know. <laughs> it's 2004. It's a different time. I guess. So. Uh so so Ray's um talent is spoken word poetry suddenly, which Apparently. I'm sure everyone was like, all right, sure. Ray, so, it's funny, uh, like, Ray doesn't really have a thing anymore, you know? Like, he doesn't really have interests anymore. His only interest is Lily. He, remember when he was into sports? Yeah, he like, he, yeah, he was, he worked for Cougar Radio for a day. Yeah. So he does spoken words. So he gets up there. Your boys, Bill and Ted, are playing the, playing the bongo drums and a little bit of... You mean Ed and Ted, but, but basically Bill and Ted? I said what I said. Okay. And, uh... <laughs> he breaks out this spoken word poem about Lily and it's about how it, it, it's him reminiscing to like like how much he knows about her because they've been friends forever so okay so surface level it's a great poem he nails some very personal things whatever next level Ray, you could have just written it down and given it to her as a note. Yeah. With like with a balloon maybe or a teddy bear or some of that shit. Yeah. He gets up in front of their peers and and reads this out. And it's embarrassing. Lily Lily ain't ain't into it. Lily runs out. I, I guess the thing is like He names her too. Sorry. He also like it isn't yeah, it's not like he's Lily just being like, he's not just being like, yeah, like I like this girl and blah blah blah. He like ends it off with and that girl's name is Lily Randall. And it's like, oh no. She's like, don't say it. Don't say it. Don't say it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, it's, she runs out. It's yeah. She runs out. Cause she's just terrified. And I don't Embrace blame her. Herself. I mean, the thing is too, is like, I know exactly how red my face would have been in that situation. Very red. Very, very embarrassed. I, and Lily kind of handles it pretty well in that. What she tells him is like, no. well, I, I th- Lily, I don't think Lily handles it well. well. Continue. Let me, let me say this. Like, in the way that she says, like, you think you know me so well by this poem, but, like, mm-hmm. you don't know me, obviously, because, like, why would you have done that? Okay, fair. Yeah. I thought that yeah. was a good okay, point. Like, he clearly missed the mark. True. He was so wrapped up in his, like, you know, his own way of going about it that he had a huge oversight, obviously. Totally. Know. Okay, fair enough. Yeah, but tell yeah. me what you think about it otherwise. Okay. I think he absolutely went about it the wrong way. Well, yeah, Lily, yeah. Lily's not into that shit. But, like, my issue here is that Lily, I mean, Lily's flustered. She runs out. I wrote, this got real dramatic because, like, it's a very dramatic scene where he's, like, chases after her. Oh, and the, yeah, and Lily, yeah. I just, like, I just needed to, like, I had to finally, like, I just, this was my only shot. I just, like, the thing is, like, Ray, like, I thought it was kind of established that, like, you have these feelings for her. Like, it's not like that was news. Um, but, like, we, le- we left off with him and her trying to have that date. Yeah, and Lily yeah. kind of kind of bailing, where she was just like, "No, I can't do this." Yeah, had had they maybe considered having a conversation about this, and I know that's asking a lot. These are teenagers, <laughs> and also like Ray is inept with yeah. emotions. Well, like, Lily this kind, of kind of is too, there. honestly. Totally, yeah. No, Lily, Lily, I've I she's got not too much Lily better too. at this point. Totally. So like they, she gets upset about it, and he's like, "This was the only way," and she's like, "No, like it was not." And you clearly, whatever, you don't know me, or blah blah blah. Or... <laughs> you don't know me. She's like, "Ray, if you wanted to ask me out, you should have just asked me." And I was like, "Okay, but Lily, like he did, he did ask you once, and you kind of, kind of like, you kind of like backed out." So okay, like, I see what so you're saying. Yeah, yeah. This is where I've had the issue with Lily being obviously very aware of Travis and Ray and their feelings for her where she's very, she's really kind of used it to her advantage. 
but now that Ray is actually and like and she has admitted that she has feelings for Ray as well. So like for her to be like like I just feel like the ball was kind of in her court and she's getting mad at him for like trying to take the ball back but like I don't know it just Well, I don't yeah, I don't know. I I I get what you're saying, but at the same time I mean like if that was if I was in her shoes, I would probably be pretty like flustered and pissed at that moment too. Totally. No, like that whole part of it is like I I agree. Like I think like I I, I understand that part, but like li- <laughs> Ray is then like, "Well, Lily, like you just I should have just asked, okay, Lily, well, do, do you?" And she's <laughs> yeah. like, "No, it's too late, Ray. It's too that late." So and funny. then she leaves. And I'm like, "Come on, cut him some little guys bit." Maybe just yeah. Ugh, yeah just, like, and, like talk like, this least, through. That's what I'm saying. Is like it's all communication where I'm just like, you couldn't have just been like, "Ray, I need to like I I got to think about this a bit." This was a lot. Let's talk about this another time. Do not ask me out in this moment. Thank you. I'll talk to you later. But yeah, she's like, so no, funny. Ray, it's too late. So she made it kind of clear that he had he has just burned that bridge. He has com- yes, he's just ruined right. it, right? But then she goes back and is like bitching to Parker. She's just like, oh, the guy I like asked me out and now he'll probably never ask me out again. And it's like Parker's like, well, yeah. She's like, what do you expect? Like, surprise. Yeah, and like, Parker, Parker's like, yeah, well, that's, uh, that's how the cookie crumbles, huh? Like, uh, Yeah, I don't know. You... It's so confusing, too, because even Parker says something where she's like, the guy you're crushing on just said this to you. And it's like, okay, hold on. So, Lily is still crushing on Ray, apparently. Like, Apparently. Which, I mean, I guess... Well, tra- well Travis is taken now, so she's... Uh, yes, I guess so. I mean, I guess we always kind of... On... Like you said, we always knew she had feelings for him, but it hasn't been at all mentioned in a long time at this point yeah kind of seems like old news also she had that weird dream about river pierce yeah there's been a lot of things in between i feel like that at this point it just does not feel super relevant it feels really out of nowhere actually yeah meanwhile it hasn't been for ray it's like all he fucking does is trying to Mm -hmm. do this even though he does not go about it millisecond every millisecond he definitely doesn't go about it the right way at all but at least like is fitting for his character i guess like for for lily it's like you're right she she definitely has, Lily, it's kind of make up your mind honestly yeah, it's just like she do has, you want more more with ray or not i think she has every right to be upset without a doubt but it it is just kind mm-hmm. of like be re- like if you're upset with like ray not being clear about yeah. how he's feeling like you should at least be the one being clear about it like yeah i think she's super it's so fair for her to be upset about like the situation because that was like that was, just that was t- like that was it was awkward right but it's like just talk about it yeah not well i we like, that's hey, one Ray, thing i have these feelings for you i'm just really worried because we have such a close friendship i don't want to ruin anything well that's one thing we've learned on the show is that no one can really ever just talk to anyone that's just just how oh, it no. is i guess that's you no. know would we have a show without it probably not so there's that fair um enough, fair enough. still at the pageant though there's kind of an interaction with kim and i guess river and robbie during intermission <laughs> robbie kind of has this like thing where he says I wouldn't just be great just to like hang out in someone's basement and listen to old records. And then Kim's like, that's the difference between you and a ninth grader and someone like River Pierce, which is a huge burn to Robbie. Wow. I was just like, at this moment, I'm like, wow, like is Kim legit just like turning on Robbie right now to go with River? It kind of seemed that way. Mm -hmm. But then she totally kind of like clicks in. And then there's kind of this nice moment where she says in front of the whole group, like, oh, or you could just hang out and like listen to record in someone's basement hanging out in someone's basement and listen to records and robbie's sitting there like Ah-ha-ha, and then travis says something like i think i just witnessed someone have a private conversation in front of a group of 100 people now that's romance guys that is romance shout out Boom. kim shout out robbie shout out well, travis and also narrating. They, they were 
they have this conversation during this like random intermission because of Lily and Ray are running out. But like, yeah, Robbie and Kim are literally just chilling together. Yeah, like, I mean, oh, even early in the episode, Travis like kind of spies on them, like yeah. sort of canoodling almost. Yeah, he makes like a comment to Bridget in his email about like maybe like maybe like R- Robbie doesn't hate her as much as he makes it seem or something. Yes, yeah, which I mean, Whoa. I mean, he's he's obvious about it, but. At the same time, like, he, I don't know. I think he's yeah. put in some effort not to be, but it's getting to the point where they're, like, basically, like, together. So, I don't right. know. So, so yeah, th- things end off actually really good for Kim and Robbie, m- more so. But the there's definitely some awkward tension between <laughs> Lily and Ray. Well, Lily Ray de- goes, L- yeah, Lily, Lily decides, though, that she's, you know, going to at least talk to him now. But the damage is kind of done, I guess. Mm-hmm. Ray is, well, Ray's, it's so stupid. Like she goes up about it, and she's like, "Hey, Ray, about what I said about like, uh, like about it being too late." And he's like, yeah. "Yeah, no, message loud and like heard loud and clear. Look, I got all these numbers from these other girls." And I'm like, "He says if that oh, makes you feel right. better." And she's like, "Yeah, that definitely makes me feel better." I <laughs> uh, just like, which at that point it's not really on Ray, I guess. Like. No, I don't. I yeah, I don't think so. But also, like, fucking use your words, you dummies. Yeah, I know. That's true. <laughs> Anyways, and to and to kind of wrap up the episode, we do finally have Megan f- realize what the name of their band should be, being No Man's Land, coming from. Oh yeah, because Lily said she's gonna be single forever. Yes. So then they're like uh-huh, hanging out in No Man's Land, and that's the name, which is honestly a pretty sick band name, actually. Mm-hmm. I agree. And and that we'll, we'll get a lot more of that as as the things roll on and. Damn, we had, like these were these were three real good episodes. Very jam packed. Yeah, I agree. And like I kind of um, forgot I, about this last one. Like I didn't forget about it, but I forgot like how much actually happens in this one episode. Like I remember this episode feeling like several different episodes in my memory for some reason. Like all yeah, the parts no, that happened here. I agree. Here. I just forgot to note in the last episode that Ray at one point says, "Just chillax." Just chillax. And chillax is that's another one of those words that. For sure, must have made it into my vocabulary because of Radio Free Roscoe. I gotta say, I think Chillax definitely was just a bit prevalent then. I think Chillax is a Madagascar thing. <laughs> There's a really Chillax is just one of those things. It was that was oh. actually like Chillax is just a universal. I think Chillax was just like you know the 2004s lit. <laughs> you know what oh. I'm saying? Well, kind of the opposite, I guess. <laughs> well, sort of the opposite. You know what I'm saying? That was. Yeah, I do. I don't really know slang anymore. Who am I kidding? Um, one song that was in this uh, episode was a song "What's a Boy to Do" by the 68s, which is also on RFR Volume One. They're really pumping those songs right now. And then also mm-hmm. a song called "The Secret Weapon" from a band called Sinclair. Um, so mm-hmm. you can check those songs out if you'd like. Jamie, do you have anything else you want to add to this um, this episode here, or to these series of episodes? No, I think I've I've said what I've said. <laughs> I think I have too. I think we have. Uh, We've exhausted our resources. We've talked about these episodes in depth. I would so recommend this, all three of these, to be honest. 100%. Um, so I think we should note that our next episode we cover, we'll be, we'll be covering four episodes again. We'll be, we'll be finishing off season three of Radio Free Roscoe. Insanity. Insanity. Ugh, these Those four episodes are tough. They, they actually there's, are. There's so much to talk about. A lot of content. We'll, 
Um, I'm going to get that timer going again so we don't spend four yeah. hours uh, talking about those episodes. So wish us luck as always. Um, in the meantime, yeah. though, if you want to reach us or reach out to us, talk to us, whatever, you can find us at My Teen Inks Pod on Twitter or My Teen Inks Pod on Instagram. Or if you want to send us an email, we have My Teen Inks as a podcast at gmail.com that you can reach us at there. Um, we'll respond to you in a very Travis-esque way. Yes, of course we will. LOL. Um, and uh, yeah. Feel free to follow along with us. We will post the playlist of all these episodes on YouTube that we've been watching. So you can follow along with us if you'd like to. Um, And if you want to start listening to the beginning, please do. You can find us on anchor.fm slash myteenanks as a pod. But we're also on Spotify and Apple Music or Apple Podcasts, sorry, and all that stuff. So, yeah, that has been My Teen Anks as a podcast. Thank you so much for joining in this week. We will see you guys next time.